John Knox was quoted for saying, give me Scotland or let me die. This evening I have my eyes on the word and I have that resonating in my spirit as I prayed this afternoon, give me Greenbrier or let me die. Give me souls or let me die. Turn with me if you would to Genesis chapter number 13. Genesis chapter number 13. We're going to read a lot, but it has to be read so you can understand the word that has been laid on my heart. I was mowing the lawn yesterday, and the Lord dropped this word in my heart, and I wrote everything down. I didn't know that I was going to give this word today, so it's not a long word. It's just a God word. Genesis chapter number 13, verse number 5. If you would, stand with me out of reverence for the reading of God's word. This passage takes place right after Abram has been called by God. And it says, Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats and herds of cattle and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. At that time, the Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, Abram said to Lot, let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land on the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I'll go to the left. Lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zor. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abram. So Abram settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot moved his tents to a place near Sodom and settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area were extremely wicked and constantly sinned against the Lord. After Lot had gone... The Lord said to Abram, look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. This land, as far as you can see, to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. 
So Abram moved his camp to Hebron and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. There he built another altar to the Lord. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your presence and I thank you for your anointing. I pray that right now in the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost would move into this house and be the preacher. Father, for I cannot preach without the anointing and power of the Holy Ghost. I cannot preach without an unction of the Spirit of the living God. So I pray that you would anoint my tongue and my lips and anoint my mind and my spirit. So every single word that I say and every single thought that I have while I'm standing here would be straight from the throne room of heaven. I pray that you would hide me inside the shadow of the cross so no single thing that I do or say can be heard but that everything I do and say would bring glory to the Father. I pray that right now, in Jesus' name, the hearts and minds of each and every individual in this room would be opened. In Jesus' name, the Bible says that I have the authority on the earth. We're not waiting for another demonstration of heaven. We're waiting on the saints of God to use their authority on the here and now to give another demonstration of the gospel in 2019. I pray that you would empower us. I pray that every single demon spirit in the county, I give them 60 seconds notice to the attending angels of the region that you must vacate this region. You are not allowed to hinder. You are not allowed to come along and play games in the middle of this service because I mean business and I've got a word from heaven that you can't handle demons. So you better just take your stuff and move somewhere else. Attending angels, come now and do as you would and allow us to receive from heaven that which has been designated to us in this moment. In Jesus' name, I pray on your way down, take your neighbor and look at them real close and tell them a lot's got to go. <laughs> tell them a lot's got to go. You can be seated. You can be seated. I've got, I think, five things I want to tell you about this passage, and I want to speak to you just for a few minutes on the thought, a lot's got to go, a lot's got to go. The first one I want to talk about is separate. Abraham is connected to a nephew named Lot who is only about himself. He is selfish. He is self-seeking. He is full of pride who has nothing but his own pleasure at the forefront of his mind. And God sends the ministry of quarreling among the two and Abraham being the bigger of the two offers up a proposition for Lot to go where Wherever he wants, wherever he chooses, wherever his little heart desires. And Abraham says, I will take the other. And God says this to Abraham, if you're going to get the blessing I have prepared for you in your future, then a lot's got to go. <laughs> a lot's got to go. And so they decide, they stand out, and Lot looks over the land and says, I'll take this side. And the Bible says that Abraham goes the opposite direction. And I want you to know that some of you aren't hearing God's voice because of who you won't get rid of. You're not hearing God's voice because of who you won't get rid of. You might be listening to the demon-possessed childrenites. 
You might be listening to the bill collectorites. You might be listening to the deacon possessed by churchites. I don't know. Hallelujah. Uh, You might be listening and connected to a lot of people that you are supposed to get rid of and that God has not designed you to have and to hold. You're not to cherish them. In fact, some of you may need to get your iPhone out right now and start changing birth names to the name of that person characteristics. Uh, Let me give you some examples. Instead of Leonard, put liar. (laughs) Instead of Larry, put loser. Instead of Karen, put gossiper. Instead of Robin, put booty call. Instead of Terry, put trouble. (laughs) I just thought I'd let you know that a lot has got to go. And if your phone rings and you change out that birth name to the name of their characteristics, you'll know that you're now disconnected from them when their new name comes up and you've recognized that a lot's got to go. Tell your neighbor a lot's got to go. A lot's got to go. Secondly, he says, see, you got somebody in your way and God can't do what he has planned because someone is in your way. And the Bible says that after Abraham was disconnected from Lot, he said, look north, look south, look east, and look west. But if someone is standing in your way to view what God has told you to view, you're not going to be able to see. At my house, we have this problem with Cardin and with Ferris when we're trying to watch TV. They'll come and stand in front of the TV and we say this, hey, you make a great door but a terrible window, so get out the way. (laughs) And some of you may need to take that to your own life and say, hey, you make a great door but you make a terrible window. You might have already seen all that you want to see but my eyes have been spiritually open and there's still more that I want to see and you're gonna have to get out of the way so I can see all that God has told me to see and I want you to know that when you see what God has designed and entitled you to see you'll never go back to Sodom you won't worry what's happening over in Gomorrah because a lot's got to go tell him say a lot has got to go. A lot's got to go. I challenge you the rest of this year to get rid of every person blocking your vision to what God has called you to because a lot's got to go. A lot's got to go. The next thing he says is stretch. Verse 16 says he will make your descendants like the dust of the earth. How many of you have ever used a car wash? You go at the foster house, that's the driveway. And you go to a car wash, whether you drive through it and waste your money at the drive-thru, or you go into the bay and wash it off yourself. You take that car home, and the next thing that happens, you might go a couple places, but you're generally going straight home. And you get home, you get in the garage, you get in wherever you're going to be, whether you park it underneath a tree or in a garage, I don't know. But the next morning you walk out and on your car is dust. And you can go back to the car wash and you can wash your car again. You can even put armor all on your tires. You can armor all and pledge the inside of your car. But at the end of the day, there's going to be dust. And there's nothing you can do about this dust. It shows up when you've done absolutely nothing. (laughs) 
because it is places you didn't know existed. It was in the air vent and on your shoes and on top of your gym bag. It was on your clothes and now your dirty car that was just clean and is shining overnight is dirty again. And there's nothing you can do about it because it's just dust. It's just dust. And I thought about this for a while and and I got to thinking about how would you praise God if you knew that he was going to give you something that you cannot stop. (laughs) <laughs> Let me read it one more time because apparently you were hearing impaired. I thought that would go over a lot better than that. I didn't know I was in a Baptist church. Hold on. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. <laughs> ah, I just want you to know that there's some things that God's going to give you. So let me ask that question one more again. How would you praise God if you knew he was going to give you something that you cannot stop? No matter how many times you prepare for something else, no matter how many times you get cleaned up and you feel like you're a failure and you feel like you're dirty and you feel like you're broken, that God's got something so big planned for you that you cannot stop. He said, Abraham, no matter what you do, son, no matter how you act, no matter what sins you commit, I've got such a plan for you that if you will leave Lot, if you will let a lot go, I've got something for you that will bless the people in 2019. I know you won't see it, Abraham. I know you won't experience it. But if a lot can go, a lot can be gained. And then he said, after that, he said, separate. He said, see. He said, stretch. And now he says, step David said in Psalm 37, 23 through 25, the Lord directs the step of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Once I was young, and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. He said, step. How do I know it says step? Because the Bible says so. He says, go walk. How do you walk? You take a... I looked up what that word step mean. <laughs> and that word step means this. Ah, uh, yield. <laughs> it, means, it means in the passage right here to go, to march, to go through, to run over, to pace upward. Wait a minute, to pace upward. I remember another time where the Bible says that after David got through throwing a temper tantrum that he paced with the ark of God on his back. And the reason why that's important is because David knew what it was like to take steps even when there was a catastrophe, even when Uzzah was laying on the ground behind him. He knew what it was like to take steps when he was young and in sin with Bathsheba. But then he got old and the heir of the king finally came in and he said, you know what? I understand this. I was young, but now I'm old. And he says, you must step because God has 
has directed your steps. And God told Abram, he said, get up and go walk through the land. King James says, walk through the width, walk through the breadth. Go and walk through the land. Take steps. Another version of this is to march. Get yourself in unity. Get your house in order. Because march is a military term. And if you're disorganized and if you're dysfunctional, God cannot honor disorganization or dysfunctionality. you got to get yourself together. Some of you may need to go home and tell Junior that if you're going to live in this house, you've got to get yourself together because we're marching to the promises of God. A lot's got to go. Then he says, stand. This word is interesting. Because he goes, he leaves Lot, he sets up, he sets his entire camp up at Hebron at the plain or the oak grove. And it means an oak or other strong tree, plain, mighty man, lentil, oak, post, ram, tree, from the same as you'll properly to strengthen. Hence, anything strong, specifically a chief pilaster, as a strong support. <laughs> And he said that he went and he moved into Hebron at the plain by the oak grove. And the Bible said that what happened there was something insane. He moved in and it's something crazy. I know y'all don't believe me. I'll read it one more again. It says, there he built another altar to the Lord. There in the strong place he stood at the altar. Ah, he said, the songwriter said, Bob Carlisle, he said, I can stand tall on my knees. Some of you are going to learn how to pray at the altar. You're going to have to learn how to let the altar be the place where you make a stand, the place where your family generation lineage takes a stand. It might not have looked too good when Lot was here, but now a lot has gone. And I just want to tell you that if you'll stand at the strong place of the altar. I want you to know something interesting. When the church alive burnt down and I walked in that afternoon one of the most interesting things in the world that I could not figure out is that the front of the stage was all burnt everything was gone. There was three inches of water sitting on the floor but the place that we called the altar there was no burn marks there was nothing torn up because the altar is a strong place and I believe to this day that that was a place that God God honored. He said, you can't even destroy where the prayers of my saints have been brought up to me. You can't destroy where the tears of my saints have been shed. I, I want you to know I've seen it with my own eyes. I watched as they worship. I watched as they praise. I shed some of my own tears in that altar. But when you take a stand in a strong place called the altar, God will bless it like never before because a lot's got to go. Philippians 3:13 and 14 says, "No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us." <laughs> 
I don't know if y'all know Edwin Lewis Cole. I'm done preaching. Edwin Lewis Cole said in his book, Strong Men in Tough Times, I am a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions, worldly talking, cheap giving and dwarf goals i no longer need preeminence prosperity position promotions applause or popularity i don't have the right first tops recognized praise regarded or rewarded i now live by faith lean on his presence walk by patience am uplifted by prayer and labor by power my pace is set my gate is fast my goal is heaven my road is narrow my way rough my companions few my guide is reliable and my mission is clear i cannot be bought compromised detoured lured away turned back deluded or delayed i will not flinch in the face of sacrifice hesitate in the presence of of adversity negotiate at the table of the enemy pander at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity i won't give up shut up let up until i've stayed up stored up prayed up paid up preached up for the cause of christ i am a disciple of Jesus I must go till he comes give till I drop preach till all know and work till he stops me and when he comes for his own he'll have no problem recognizing me my banner will be clear I am a part of the fellowship of the unashamed (laughs) and once a lot goes (laughs) once a lot goes this becomes your prayer. Ah, you, you won't be pandering but to anyone. You won't be mediocre by any means. You won't be anything of the negative listed in this. You will be prayed up. You will be paid up. You will be preached up. Every part of you will look like Jesus, act like Jesus, speak like Jesus, think like Jesus. And just to be clear, you will be the hands and feet of Jesus. Because a lot got to go. Listen, friend, I don't know what your lot is. (laughs) I don't know what your lot is. I was reading the word the other day. I just finished another book. It's my third or fourth one this month, I think. Right before the end. Yes, it was the third one. The author brought this point out. They said, and just like Jesus, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He said, just like Jesus, you cannot end well until you forgive well. And I just felt this in my spirit that some of you didn't get Pastor's sermon a couple weeks ago. You didn't really get it. 
And the Holy Spirit just convicted me, gave me that unction to tell you that a lot will never go until you learn to forgive. I was reading a study the other day. They said unforgiveness is directly linked to cancer. Directly linked to cancer. I was reading some other things. They said unforgiveness causes nightmares. They say unforgiveness causes anxiety, it causes depression. Unforgiveness will kill you worse than Lot will. You may be dealing with somebody in your past. You may, you may be still carrying around a grudge. God forbid that you've got a grudge from somebody that's been dead for 10 years. And you're waiting on an apology from someone who can't speak. Listen, let me give you some advice. Forgiveness is a one-way street. Release your right to make it about you. Release your right to make it about you. Say, I forgive you. And don't just say, I forgive you. Start blessing that person. Start praying for that person because you can't pray for somebody. You can't bless somebody that you don't love. So that's the first altar call. If you need to forgive somebody, I'm not going to hype this thing up. Get to an altar now, right now, right now, right now. Get to an altar. You need to forgive somebody. You need to let something go. Get to an altar right now. Second altar call. Second altar call. If the Lord has been calling Lot to go, but you're still hanging on. Here's what's interesting. You go read chapter 14 through 16 of Genesis, you'll find out where Lot came back to Abraham and reconciled the relationship. But the problem is, is we have a whole bunch of people who are called to be Abrahams, and they're chasing after Lot. The Bible says what? He says, if you have offended someone, this is red letter words, if you have offended someone, go to them. Restoration is the responsibility of the offender. I just thought I'd give you the word tonight, amen. So let Lot go. Let Lot go. Let him go and walk away to where God has called you. Walk away. Walk away. Separate. See. <laughs> Separate and see. Allow your eyes to become open by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Separate and see. Separate and see. most important thing out of all of this though is to take a stand at the altar so if you say you know what I need to take a stand at the altar that my bloodline will be saved people say this is ridiculous the problem is I read in my Bible where Philip preached until the entire city got saved which means there is household salvation because families live in Cities. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring you the word. It, it's a possibility if somebody would take a stand and pray. 
a lot's got to go. I'm going to pray over you. I want you to find a place to pray if a lot needs to go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would allow us to have understanding and insight in this moment that a lot has to go. It may not be something great. It may actually be something very small. But nonetheless, a lot has to go. And you say, well, that's family. I, got, I can't neglect family. Oh, yes, you can. You can tell them to get out of my life because I'm not letting you cause havoc. I'm not letting you cause panic. I'm not letting you cause anxiety. I am going to live for God if it means that I've got to get rid of you. But the Lord told me to preach this tonight, and he let me know that if you will let a lot go, he'll cause the reconciliation that you're trying to fight for in this moment that is not attainable. So I just pray for each and every person that they would let, they would let a lot go in this moment. They would just release lot in this moment I thank you Jesus for all that you've done and all that you're going to do I just call forth the supernatural in Jesus name find a place to let a lot go find a place to let a lot go and God will reconcile your relationships